Hello, and welcome to our first episode as the Hot Air Diviners. Yes, if you clicked on the link today, I'm sure you noticed that the podcast name has changed. It is still the same two of us, the same two goofy fools. I am Natasha, and my co-host is still Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, some big changes here Mm -hmm. for us. Um, Very excited about them, though. We have changed the name. We've kind of committed to a very vague path. And mostly, I think we've just committed to doing this thing together. Mm-hmm. As much as a Gemini moon and Sagittarius moon can commit to something, <laughs> I feel, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's that's the big inspiration behind our name for the most part. We have Lauren here, Miss Fire Moon Astrology, providing our, our hotness. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, your <laughs> Gemini moon uh, Aquarius sun, providing a lot of air. And together, we're basically just blowing a lot of hot air uh, (laughs) and talking about divination Uh so it just felt really appropriate i'm i'm super excited about it we're still nailing down the technical details on our side as we're recording this so hopefully this works for everyone as usual but i wouldn't be surprised if there aren't a few broken links here there and around (laughs) yeah We'll get it sorted. We will get it sorted. Uh, Just give us a moment. Yeah. (laughs) If nothing else, the show notes for this episode will have Mm -hmm. correct links and things. You will notice that Hot Air Diviners is now kind of its own publication on Instagram with both Lauren and I um, listed as writers, contributors, collaborators, however the hell Substack classifies that. We're still figuring out Substack in general. You started um, off saying on Instagram, and then you started talking about Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm confused. We do um, <laughs> have an Instagram. There's nothing there yet. Yet. But it exists. But Substack is, is where we both, yeah, hot air device. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's correct. We're going to try to be everywhere. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm everywhere all the time and nowhere at all. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Just kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. That's our vibe. But yeah, so I'm super excited to have this like officially be its thing, its own thing. And truthfully, like Ritual Pursuits was always the temporary solution (laughs) because uh, it was just a a name that I already owned and we were able to get started under that. (laughs) And sometimes... Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to you have to take the leap before you're ready or else at least you know I'm speaking for myself I guess mm-hmm. uh if I don't then shit just never happens. So yeah. <laughs> kind of readjusting on the fly. But yeah, super excited. And aside from that our main topic today, yes, is the upcoming full moon in Capricorn. Mhm. Yes, it is. So that's happening Monday, July 3rd, 2023 at 7.39 a.m. Eastern Time is the full moon in Capricorn. Woo! Uh-huh. Typical full moon ah, words today. 
um heads up we we've actually been doing a lot of work before we started recording so brains are a little bit mushy mouths are also maybe mushy yeah (laughs) and words are a little bit of struggle but anyways joy to be here with you today uh full moon themes as always we've got releasing anything that doesn't serve you um cord cutting maybe if that is appropriate gratitude practices and just in general this idea of completion Mm -hmm. or the closing of a cycle yeah Um, to reflect upon yep there we go and on to the fun capricorn bits yes so i will tell you about capricorn because i that's my area of expertise not Capricorn <laughs> in particular but I, I I I am a huge fan of the planet Saturn which rules Capricorn um, so Capricorn is the cardinal earth sign like I said ruled by Saturn and the nature of the sign of Capricorn is a is feminine or nocturnal um, that means it's more of an inward energy inward expressing uh well we've we've talked about the difference between um feminine and nocturnal energies versus diurnal in the past episode so i won't go into all of that but just basically like going forward um the earth and water signs are all considered feminine and nocturnal and the fire and air signs are all uh diurnal or masculine let's see Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, mm-hmm. you said, and this is fun. I have some like general ideas in my head about Capricorn, which of course, as a amateur interested party, mostly comes from my experience of Capricorn memes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know we talked about in our last episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What are some more words? Uh. I want to say, like, what are some more authoritative keywords? But that's not really what I I mean. Um, What are some keywords that come to mind for you as someone with more knowledge about the Zodiac than just meme culture? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So Saturn represents time, tradition, preparation, planning, hard work. Uh, Saturn is the reward for the reward for you know hard work put in the time that it takes the effort that it takes um so saturn being the last visible planet that can be seen with the naked eye um it's sitting at the edge of view and it's about looking back to the past and forward to the future at the same time if you think about saturn um sitting out there in the solar system um looking back toward the sun but then also from the other side of saturn having this view um of you know outward into space into the outer planets and what is beyond so that's where you get some of the um i guess themes around saturn come from it its position in the solar system so it's just the ability to look in both directions while centering and grounding yourself in the present thinking about um, like if you're building something significant something that's going to stand the test of time it's not going to be something that you're going to build in a day or 
overnight. Um, it's just like one step at a time, one task at a time um, that you build upon things, you know, to really make something significant. Uh, the phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day, would be a good uh, Saturn phrase. When you think about Saturn and the sign of Capricorn. Interesting. Specifically, really... yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, specifically with it being an Earth sign, it's a, um, a lot about building, too, with Saturn. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It really brings to mind the idea of legacy for me, I think, like the idea mm -hmm. of building something um, mm -hmm. that will outlive you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of like a monument to how much work you've put into it. You know, I just thought about the, the, the Three Little Pigs story, you know. Everybody, I'm not going to get into the detail. If you don't know the three little pigs story, I'm not going to tell you, like, just Google it. But yeah, you know, the pig that built his house out of brick that took the extra time to build his yeah. house was not blown down by the wall. That's so funny. As English speakers, <laughs> I think the, the very basic fairy tales are still hopefully um, <laughs> making the rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your daughter, she knows the story of three little mm -hmm. pigs, I think. Yeah. yeah, and the pig that built his house with brick was a Capricorn. I will attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> seems seems highly likely. The one who built there's a straw was probably an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> the one who went to market. Sorry, different story. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that one's a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go shopping, get some snacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, now we're, now we're stereotyping. Um, yeah. But no, that's fun. The idea of like building something, uh, the idea of building something that will last longer than you, uh, that can be enjoyed by people after you're gone. Mm -hmm. Just thinking of the tarot, even though we're not really like quite to the part where we talk about the tarot yet, it reminds me a lot of the Ten of Pentacles, which is very much, it feels like a card about legacy. Like you've put in all this physical work to have all of these, mm -hmm. um, material gains and in that card you see multiple generations of people like okay. relaxing and enjoying the efforts that you've seen put forward like in the first part of the suits mm -hmm. which is cool and it's also like Capricorn's also um kind of the archetype of uh, maybe like the like the grandmother or the grandfather that kind of elderly wisdom that you just uh, gain over time it's something you know that you it's yeah just something you gain build over time that can't be maybe it can't be necessarily taught it has to be learned through life and experiences yeah I don't know if I've heard this somewhere else and that's why like this idea is coming to my mind so strongly, but Capricorn makes me think of Father Time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. With that, that character, or I don't even know if he would really be a character. He's more like an archetype. I think, I think he shows up in like one of those weird, like stop motion uh, Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. The ones with like the reindeer or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random, random tangent, but like Father Time is part of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Father Time is Capricorn for sure. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely. One of the, I think, like, kind of negative archetypes that can come up 
around Capricorn is the stereotype of the workaholic, mm-hmm. I suppose, or the person who is obsessed with money in a way that feels like kind of gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but of course like every every archetype has its highs and its lows, like mm-hmm. um or like the shadow and the light side, I suppose. What would you say are like the opposite um higher more flattering aspects of capricorn if like money hungry workaholic is kind of the shadow unpleasant side of uh capricorn or what could be seen as if you let your i've lost the word um not preferences but like predispositions i guess Mm -hmm. run away with you but what is like the higher or like more exalted version of capricorn like well, if you want to talk about to celebrate, yeah, if you want to talk about like exalted Capricorn, um, Mars and Capricorn, or Capricorn is the exaltation placement of Mars, because when Mars, when you have Mars and Capricorn, it's really taking that planning and preparation and really putting the action into it with Mars there, and the effort and the motivation so that's why mars is exalted there so it's i guess kind of going back to you know what i was talking about before just with capricorn at its best is just building on you know like you were talking about the legacy or building something that will sustain the test of time so taking whatever you're doing or whatever the effort is your yeah i lost it (laughs) uh well i mean i guess i think we should just move into examples maybe instead of just because dolly parton would be a good place to yeah to start off if you want to talk about a positive you know example of of capricorn uh dolly parton is uh our capricorn queen our, uh, the queen of country music and our lord and savior, Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a moment. I did have her chart pulled up, but I guess I closed that tab. So give me just a moment. You're going to get some clickety-clickety. And... Nice, nice. For anyone who is maybe not familiar with our lord and savior, Dolly Parton, she, I just don't know what rock you've been living under. Everyone knows who yeah. Dolly Parton is. Mm-hmm. Um, giant, blonde, hair country big, music mm-hmm. big personality um, big personality she's had a very long and celebrated career in country music but she's also just kind of like a business mogul in general like she mm-hmm. has her own theme park um and everything around gatlinburg she's she's just done a great... tons of charity work as oh, well yeah. like that's one of the reasons like we joke we joke about her as like our lord and savior but it's truly just like one of the most wholesome people mm-hmm. that's big, the biggest part of like part of her legacy you know is the the work that she's done um i think and yeah so it's like build it yeah using using her platform and her financial status you know to help others out that is um and creating that legacy in the career that's definitely spanned you know decades and you know withheld the test of time 
she's yeah she's an ex an excellent example of um, you know the higher expressions of the sign of Capricorn and she has the Sun Venus and Mercury in the fifth house of Capricorn in her natal chart so the fifth house is really related to like um, entertainment fun joy the things you know we do for pleasure so it's really you know fitting that she uh, has the theme park yeah. <laughs> and she is an entertainer so yeah she's such a like visual icon mm-hmm. such an aesthetic even like I'm surprised she doesn't have um I don't know like a really prominent Libra placement somewhere or something like that she has Jupiter in Libra Okay. So that's where you're getting that that bigness cuz wherever Jupiter is in the chart, it's going to amplify. <laughs> so, so funny. Feels yeah. appropriate. It is. It is. More typing. <laughs> is there a person outside of your window like doing stuff? What the fuck? Are you fucking with me? Like where? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. It's just. It's weird. <laughs> I'm like, is there somebody behind me? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it must just be like a weird glare. There's a weird glare on the window behind you. Sorry. And probably it's... the wind is just blowing something back there. But it looked like like a man, like a man's arm. You know, like moving a rake or something like that. I'm so sorry, guys. I just almost killed Lauren on my. Uh, gave her a heart attack. Did you see my uh. face? I. <laughs> Yeah, I thought for sure you were just going to, like, combust and shoot through the ceiling like a rocket ship. Uh, sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just, you mentioned yard work earlier. I just thought maybe somebody was out there, like, raking grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what you're saying is uh, my daughter's trampoline is out there, and there's, like, this basketball goal thing that... that um, Velcros to the side, and it looks like some of the Velcros coming down. So I, the wind was blowing okay. because I yeah, first looked behind me in the screen, and I did see something moving. And so yeah, I like died a little bit for a second. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like somebody was standing behind me, looking in the window. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely just thought it was somebody raking the yard. I, I couldn't see a face. That's why I was confused. Um. And then, you know, after the ghost tour, I went on a ghost tour, and then there was, you know, the picture that I took over my shoulder in the window, and there was a face behind me in it. So, like, that, that my mind went... the ghost followed you home. My mind went there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, sorry, everyone. That was completely my fault, completely derailed everything. There is no ghost. There is also no landscaper um it's just some (laughs) velcro maybe it's a ghost landscaper man i want one i know someone really needs to mow my yard uh but it keeps raining so that's why i'm not doing it that's my excuse uh but anyways we were talking about the wonderful iconic dolly parton as Uh a super classic i don't i don't know enough about astrology to declare he's classic i guess but yeah, you no, have some like incredible capricorn placements and it really just embodies that idea of like working towards something and making it happen and mm-hmm. she is still alive but like 
even when she's gone, it will be a a long, long time before anyone yeah. forgets who Dolly Parton is. Yeah. So she's a legacy a- for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and she came from like nothing. That's another signature. A lot of times you see with Capricorns is like you know the uh, building from the ground up, coming from you know little means, and then you know really. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, I'm just Dude. still trying to gather my bearings here. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. No worries. Deep I breaths. I point. <laughs> Recover. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good now. I'm going to move on. I just got, uh, yeah, and then I was laughing because it was funny. So. All right. Uh, any other examples of the Capricorn archetype that you want to discuss? Um, another well-known Capricorn, since we're talking about the full moon, I thought uh, maybe Sarah Jessica Parker would be a good uh, person to talk about as a Capricorn moon. I could not find a verified time uh, time chart, which means like her birth time um, hasn't been verified, so... We don't know the rising sign or the house placement. There was one that showed um, she was a seventh house Capricorn moon, which would be very fitting, but it's unconfirmed. So anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. We don't have the the rising sign or the house that her Capricorn moon resides in. But um, you probably know her. If you're listening to this podcast, you definitely know her from the movie Hocus Pocus. It's Sarah Sanderson. <laughs> um, I would argue her best role. <laughs> yes. Um, and probably just, I mean, she was in Sex and the City too, but, and I've watched parts of it. And I think I've, I've seen the movie years ago, but I, don't, I really don't know it well enough to really get into the details on it. But um, the moon in Capricorn is considered to be in detriment because it's in... Anytime a planet is in the sign opposite of its home sign, um, it's considered to be in detriment. So Cancer being the moon's domicile is on the uh, zodiac wheel exactly across. So, uh, yeah, it's in detriment. But that doesn't, it doesn't, it's detriment sounds like, you know, like it's a really bad thing. And it isn't necessarily. Uh it basically just the moon is expressing in a way that is different from its cancerian nature in capricorn so you see things like with with her role in hocus pocus you think of cancer you think of the moon um it's very maternal but in the role she plays in the movie, what she's doing is trying to <laughs> eat children. Now, she's still trying to acquire children. <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> but, um, yeah, she, it's, it's an expression, an unusual expression, just, you know, her, her role in that movie. Um, I don't know enough about her personally, really, to speak on how it, it shows up in her uh, personal life. I do know she has three children, um, two that were conceived via surrogate, a set of twins, which would be another way of um, maybe an unconventional, or I mean, not unconventional, but you know what I'm saying, way of becoming a mother would be through a surrogate. 
it's not, yeah. It's not that it's like weird or anything. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that's un- yeah. unconventional, like the conventional way of to yeah, of course, have yeah. a baby. <laughs> yeah, your body. There's nothing wrong with any other way. It's just that, like, yeah, I think I think it's fair to say mm-hmm. it's unconventional does not imply any kind of yeah. moral judgment. Yeah, she became a mother a little bit later in life, which is also you know when we're talking about Saturn, there's you know the time and maturity, so you know, becoming a mother later in life, and then um, also through some unconventional means, but the surrogate would be another way you can see that. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I rambled there, but hopefully hopefully everybody's still on board the ship, <laughs> and we're... It's okay. I think we renamed our podcast to Hot Air diviners and <laughs> i think we have to embrace the hot airness of us which means sometimes there is rambling yeah um yeah you know and uh i'm not gonna edit it out anymore <laughs> <laughs> so hey guys the episodes are gonna get longer um, <laughs> yeah just uh just hit that what is it speed it up to like 1.5 or what wherever you need oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it sound like helium people um yeah that that'll be fun but mm-hmm. i do feel like you know just just kind of like embracing the the identity we have selected for ourselves feels freeing because it suits us and it's mm-hmm. like okay i can relax i am now conveying that we are goofy and yeah. off the cuff and mm-hmm. so now I can lean into that without feeling like I should be buttoning yeah. up my blazer and slapping on a tie or something. Yeah, this is I a can't casual do that. conversational podcast, folks. On a side note about speeding up podcasts, what's even more fun, and you can try it with this one, um, is to <laughs> slow <laughs> them down, <laughs> slow our ramblings down, and we'll just sound like drunk people, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I love to do that sometimes. I, I d- figured that out when I was trying to take notes on something I was listening to, and I slowed it down, and then I couldn't. It was keep, like, this doesn't work quite the way I I couldn't keep it my composure because they sounded drunk, and it was funny. Sound like whales <laughs> from Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back up. We're supposed to be talking about astrology or something. Um, Capricorn, because the full moon is in Capricorn mm-hmm. during Cancer season. Um, oh. Let's see. Placements. Do you have any placements in Capricorn, Lauren? I have Neptune in Capricorn. And that's it. That's my only Capricorn placement. Nice. And Neptune being one of the, like, way out there planets, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't move all that fast. So, like, do you know off the top of your head, like, how many years Neptune stays in a sign approximately? Because it's one of those, like, generational planets, as Mm -hmm. they call it, because it takes, like, multiple years for it to move. I want to say it's around 20, but I'm going to Google it. 20? Oh, God. That's a long time. Okay. Well, then odds are most of our listeners probably also have Neptune and Capricorn. <laughs> if I get that real, if I got that really, really long, uh, really, really, it's fourteen. Okay, so it's fourteen okay. years in each sign. I was going to say, if I got that like really, really, really wrong, please edit. <laughs> 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 it's not so bad. So it's fourteen years in each, yeah, around yeah, fourteen years, super in each long sign. time, and yeah. I said twenty. 
My quick Google says it was in Capricorn from 1984 until 1998. So, yeah. Telling my That's... age. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it gave him a 14-year range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys. Lauren was born in 1998. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure was. Sure was. But, yeah. So, Neptune in Capricorn. Yes, an outer planet. So, it's more generational. But, I guess, um, house placement. It doesn't really aspect much in my chart, um, but I think I just see it as in within the ways in which I turn hobbies into um, or fun things into jobs, careers. Like I've always, yeah, <laughs> I always turn my hobbies into uh, jobs. <laughs> Yeah. So and and then they're always really like creative type um, things. So yeah, it's it's not as strong in my chart, but yeah, I can see it. That's where I kind of see it. I think. Yeah, and it's like a generational thing that feels really true, um, because yeah, Neptune and Cap so eighty four to ninety eight. That's going to affect like a lot of millennials, and I feel like one of the <laughs> observations slash critiques, depending on who's saying it of millennials is that millennials are always trying to turn everything they like into a a career or something Mm -hmm. all of their hobbies into a job Mm -hmm. which maybe it's Neptune and Capricorn or maybe it's you know just suffering under capitalism it's like well if my if my hobby makes money then I can afford to keep doing it yeah (laughs) and I feel like that's that's very much millennial vibe uh uh-huh it's like you know maybe work doesn't have to be miserable (laughs) yeah (laughs) What a what a concept. Mm, yeah, I'm tired of people hating on millennials. So. Right, it's like, old, it's boring. It's, yeah, like pick another generation already. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they have the shit just keeps sliding downhill. <laughs> I know. I hate. That. I think I think the real the real thing coming up that hopefully we'll be able to to be a part of and to witness is. Hopefully we won't get to the point where millennials turn around and just start shitting on the next generation okay, so <laughs> over I, dumb stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, like that. Maybe we can break the cycle, Lauren. We can. <laughs> Let's be a part of it. We I, I, we can't. My husband's a Leo and I've heard him use the phrase kids today. And I'm like, <laughs> seriously. There's always going to be a disconnect. Yeah. Which I mean, to some extent I like, yeah, I don't know. It's a very Capricornian, yeah, discussion to have about the different, like, the looking back at past generations and forward to the future, uh, you know, and kind of that theme. So, yeah. And there's always the comparison. You have, um, like, in astrology, Saturn is Kronos, you know, who was usurped by his son Jupiter or uh, (laughs) Zeus, um, which is kind of like the old ways versus uh, of Saturn versus or Cronus versus the new ways of Zeus and Jupiter. Um, so you always have this, like, I think you're always going to have this, like, dichotomy between the older and the younger generations where, you know, it's like I'm saying, you know, the things that the knowledge and things that the older generation, older generations have, sometimes it is valuable, but at the same time, yeah. you know, you have to also be willing to kind of integrate new things yeah stay for sure stuck in the past <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I've definitely reached a point in my life where I'm old enough that I do look at young people and I'm like, Ugh. man, Sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this thing mm-hmm. and I feel old about it. And I think like, but I'm very consciously trying to be like, trying to be aware of just because I don't understand or mm-hmm. get the thing does not necessarily mean that the thing is bad. <laughs> it just means mm-hmm. I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's, that's where some like previous generations, as far as we all turn around and go, what about the youth? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, as a millennial, I want to be able to turn around and go, Hmm, I don't always understand the youth, but it's their chance to do whatever yeah. <laughs> as yeah. is the way, you know, Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, which I feel like some of our older generations have not done a very good job of no. stepping out of the limelight. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> treading treading dangerous waters, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to like personal Capricorn placements. I don't know a ton about what this means, but I do know that I have a fuck ton of Capricorn in my chart. Capricorn um, stellium. Yeah, and like some of that is obviously those like outer planets. Like obviously I also have Neptune and Capricorn. Uh-huh. Um and Uranus is out there also not a super fast moving one. Um but I also have Saturn and Mercury. Yes, Saturn and, Cap- and Mercury. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you, I mean and when you have outer planets along with the inner planets, it it makes those outer planets less generational and more personal to you. So just anybody listening, just in general, if you um, have outer planets that are in aspect to or even in the same sign as some of the um, inner planets, the faster moving planets, you know, you're going to see them a little bit more prominent or the archetypes of those outer planets a little bit more prominent in the personality than you would of like maybe someone like me who just has like random Neptune sitting all by itself in Capricorn. Interesting. <laughs> what does, um, cause I'm thinking of Capricorn and we've talked about these archetypes of like hard work and planning and the idea of like legacy and being very cognizant of the passage of time. How does that kind of, this is just a personal question, folks. Sorry. I'm, I'm using up my time on the mic to ask Lauren about my chart. Um, <laughs> how does, how does all of that apply to like a Mercury in Capricorn placement? Cause like Mercury is interesting. It is you know, the planet of communication, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So Mercury is like also the mind and the communication. Um, I really don't need to like kind of look at your chart here. But it's hard to see things in just a vacuum. When you're just Mer- Mercury and Capricorn, though, is uh, I just think of like somebody that's writing something that's going to be you know around a while really um an author that's a prominent you know like a prominent author you would think of somebody like that somebody that's communicating or um sharing information in a way that will span generations and time if that makes sense interesting 
All right. You heard it here first. One day I'm going to say something that matters. (laughs) (laughs) One day. That's just like a general, you know, just the general. um, Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I have something to look forward to then. (laughs) I'm just looking at your chart. Yeah. And it's also like the way that you, you think about things or the, the way the thought process works, I guess, with Mercury, because of where it is in your chart and what it's configured to. That's very interesting. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, like, on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get too <laughs> detailed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Like, I don't want to start telling, like, your chart placements and all that and getting into this and that in the house. Like, I don't know what you're coming Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think I care too much, but, um, yeah, we're not. We won't make everyone listen to a detailed chart chart breakdown of Natasha. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's fine. That makes sense. I don't know how how great of a communicator I am at this point, but thought process wise, um, that makes more sense. But all right, and yeah. enough about me. <laughs> Yeah, so, because like I, I just want to keep going when, and so maybe I got to stop though, because then I'll be in your whole chart and we'll just be all over the place. Yeah, you hear that, folks? Lauren will do the same thing for you. Just saying. <laughs> Link in the show notes. Go find her. This is what yeah. she does. Because now I'm like, ooh, ooh, and but I'm not. I'm just gonna stop. We, we can talk <laughs> about that later. <laughs> yes, you two could have a lengthy conversation with Lauren about your Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she would love that. Okay. Uh, back on track though. Let's see. Capricorn, that's the sign the full moon is in. And we've talked about all of these uh, themes. I don't know if people would normally describe them as fun, hard work, planning, preparation, uh, etc., etc. But aside from the full moon, what else is happening around the same time, astrologically speaking? So we already talked about the moon and detriment in the planet Capricorn and kind of what that means, just being um, that the planet is operating in a manner that's kind of contrary to its own nature or manifesting in unconventional ways. So uh, we're just going to start there. We also have um, we also have Saturn that just went retrograde in the sign of Pisces aspecting the moon by sextile so not only is saturn ruling the sign of capricorn where the the full moon will reside um, but it's doing it from the water sign of pisces in a sextile so it's an aspect at the same time we also have jupiter and taurus which is sextile to retrograde Saturn in Pisces and Mercury separating from a contraction to the sun um, which is also in opposition to the moon so that is all the um, technical (laughs) details that's a mouthful it is a mouthful so basically we're talking about retrograde uh, the ruler of the uh, sign the moon is in being retrograde we're talking about retrospection to look back to uh, reflect upon um, the moon being in detriment. We're looking at unconventional ways of thinking with Mercury involved um, at the full moon. Um, 
as well. And then kind of the tying in the theme we were talking about of um, with uh, Zeus and Kronos, the Jupiter-Saturn uh, dynamic of old ways versus new ways. So that, those are kind of the themes that are we're playing with here. Okay. Let me try to wrap that up in a little bow for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Um, okay, so Capricorn. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I promise I'll get to the new stuff in just a second. Um, so Capricorn with those themes, uh, hard work and preparation and planning. Mm-hmm. But Capricorn is also, when the moon is in Capricorn, it's in, uh, to paraphrase, like it's a kind of uncomfortable place for the moon. Yeah. That seems right, because it's not like normally uh the kinds of things the moon is comfortable with i guess like yeah obviously as an archetype or whatever Mm -hmm. and then we've also got this retrograde saturn in pisces which is a water sign Mm -hmm. and typically described as like kind of dreamy or Mm -hmm. whatever and then jupiter which is a planet of expansion is like the big keyword that i see around jupiter it's in the sign of taurus which mm-hmm. is also an earth sign like capricorn um but a much more comfortable one mm-hmm. i think one that we have talked about in previous episodes uh knows how to rest knows how to set boundaries mm-hmm. so that they can experience um peace and comfort within those boundaries and it is sextile to saturn and pisces and sextile is like a good aspect right mm-hmm. it's like a, it's, it's like a they're minor, working together like a minor aspect but it's okay. it's a benefic or good aspect it's not as strong as a trine which actually um i kind of missed that one there um jupiter is will be trying to the full moon as well so it's connecting with Saturn and the moon. Okay. Interesting. So breaking down all of the kind of like jargony stuff, I think mm-hmm. like the main impressions I'm getting is that this archetype about hard work and, and planning and legacy is kind of surrounded by a bunch of other stuff going on that feels like it's asking us to maybe reconsider the way we approach the themes of Capricorn to like kind of reassess and maybe dream or imagine a new way to be like in relationship with the idea of hard work and legacy. Does that make sense? Or is that... Yeah, I was, that was kind of what I was, um, yeah, kind of where I was going with that was like the retrospection of looking maybe back to, back to our own past and, uh, while we're looking back, also planning ahead. So basically, sorry. So like looking back to the past to say like, okay, what have I done wrong? What have I done right? How could I do this better? And using that in the moment to prepare and plan for the future that's how you can use this energy of the full moon and capricorn and maybe like you were saying unconventional 
ways or dreaming up new uh, ways of thinking about things as well. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about like reflecting on just like the idea of hard work, I think about why am I working hard if I am and like what for, what is the purpose? Is it going to create something lasting um something worth having around or am i just working hard to be fucking working hard because it's really easy to do that Mm -hmm. under you know capitalism uh maybe just kind of like examining that relationship about how hard we work and why and whether it's something we need to be doing right this moment or not you know Mm -hmm. or maybe there is something that you want to pick up in your life that that is going to require some hard work, but will be totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, that can always, always go two directions, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe you're working yourself into the ground over something stupid yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe you've been neglecting something that, that really deserves, deserves your attention and requires a step-by-step approach. Mm-hmm. Very Knight of Pentacles vibe there. The, the slow and steady plotting. Yeah. I literally, like, I pulled out the entire pentacle suit because that's what Capricorn makes me think yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Like, this very material, well-defined um, goal, mm-hmm. you know, plotting towards that that end end destination of, like, the ten, the ten of pentacles where you have a beautiful legacy to both enjoy and to gift to whoever comes after. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's not just like about passing down material wealth. It's, you know, also knowledge. Especially yeah. with the with the moon and Capricorn, um, you know, like that kind of maternal knowledge that gets passed down. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, when I personally like think of the material world, like there is like the very obvious like physical things like mm-hmm. a house or money or, or whatever. But I also just think of things that exist in this world. And, and part of what exists here is is knowledge, like you said, um, and the stories that mm-hmm. we tell ourselves and we tell each other. And, and those things last so much longer than our, our physical bodies do. Um, and I, yeah. That kind of stuff is very liminal in some way, I suppose, because some some folks might think of it as other otherworldly or, you know, this big nebulous, like collective unconscious or whatever. But I also think <laughs> of it both as being like a very here and now thing. Like mm-hmm. these are the things that are passed passed around by the living, mm-hmm. um, even after we're gone. Yeah. So, and and they can be good ways and bad ways. I mean, like they're finding out in the like last. I don't know, however many years that, you know, trauma is something that can be passed down. So what you're passing down isn't, you know, you also kind of got to think about those kinds of things um, as well, because, you know, that that also gets passed along and what has been passed along to you as well. It's a deep shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because like we hadn't, talked about this yet but it's it's on our list like the traditional major arcana card associated with capricorn is the devil Uh um which i don't know i i feel like a little bit weird about 
Um, just because like it's so traditionally like nobody like looks at the devil card for the most part and like gets excited mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, unless, unless you've like really put in the work to come up with your own mm-hmm. your own meanings and, and relationship to that card, of course. Yeah. But if you're just like, oh god, like glance yes. over and it's the devil, you don't usually get excited. But talking about how trauma can be one of those um less positive legacies that gets passed down mm-hmm. really I can see that in the devil, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, here's this thing that maybe you, you don't want to deal with, but mm-hmm. if you don't, there are consequences. If you um, don't, you're going to pass it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- and in like a happier note, I think like thinking of the devil in that way, it doesn't mean that like, it doesn't have to mean that like the devil's fucking chasing you down or anything like that no it's more like here's an opportunity to break away from a thing that you don't want to carry forward anymore Uh um and i think maybe the the positive aspects of capricorn that we've talked about really putting in the work to do it yeah like really support that process of one one step in front of the other to like accomplish a thing yeah like it takes work to to leave our demons behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) or to make peace with them you know and in whatever way makes sense there's a lot of metaphor talk going on here Uh, yeah pick the metaphor that makes the most sense and feels the most empowering to you of course um but i'm sure everybody can relate to that in some way or another you know um so because we've all you know we all have past and yeah, all that <laughs> we all have yeah. bullshit <laughs> that we have to deal with for sure whether it was inherited or mm-hmm. <laughs> delivered to you or you stumbled on it on your own um yeah we've, we've all got devils to confront yeah Ooh, fun stuff um so yeah there you go have fun this full moon okay yeah, any uh, any other cards that come to your mind? Like, I've kind of talked about how basically I would just pick the whole pentacle suit of, like, a, a Capricorn story, really, mm-hmm. it feels like to me. But... Yeah. Um, the, the only other thing I think, like, which, if you're familiar with tarot at all, you're probably with the devil card. You know, it's the, the devil sitting there with two chains around. There's two people, and they've both got chains around their necks. Uh, like they're chained and can't go anywhere but the chains are actually loose enough they could just slip them right off their head and um, they're not actually chained it's just the perception that they are and sometimes so with what we were all talking about um, you know with letting go of things and working through things um, sometimes whatever the past is can make you feel like you're chained like you can't move forward like you can't escape it or whatever you know you can you can we believe in you you (laughs) fucking got it if i can do it you can do it (laughs) let's just say that i don't know (laughs) no uh, yeah at the same time like i have like it's a process with some Um, things you know and so but there's always you know the next thing you're like oh i gotta deal with that one too don't i yeah yeah, and I think the encouraging like reminder here easier, is that though. like it's a process mm-hmm. and you know, give your give yourself 
time and grief for however much time time it takes. Rome you know wasn't what I mean? built in a day. Like I yes, said earlier, and I just exactly. my microphone with my hand. I <laughs> Lauren over there punching herself in the face. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. And with all of those positively devilish thoughts, uh, what kind of tarot spread do we want to put together for this full moon? Are you asking? Oh, of course you're asking me. Who else are you talking to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking out loud. <laughs> let's go with a Capricorn tarot spreads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, helpful. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, we've got the devil, and we we're looking at like, the, the, the two people. We were talking about a lot about the past and the present. So, um, there's that. What are you kind of thinking along with what we've, what we've kind of talked about here with this full moon? I mean, the retrograde is definitely like a, a reflective quality being ruled by that retrograde Saturn. Definitely brings a, a yeah, hmm. Re- reflective quality. I got mush mouth. Yeah, I, I have mush brain at this point, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're always, always, always being crushed by capitalism. So part of me like is always drawn to questioning <laughs> our relationship to work. But maybe there's something more fun here <laughs> we can focus on. Uh, we had... I mean, if you're looking for fun, you look at the... Um... The sun and the sun and Cancer in the second decade, which would be the Three of Cups. Was that's the tarot card related to the second decade of Cancer, so Three of Cups, mm. which is a very fun card. That is a very fun card, and it makes sense, like where uh-huh. it falls, like late June, early July, summer, in in the northern hemisphere at least. Um, yeah, fun joyful celebrating with with friends or whatever um sorry the way i said said whatever sounded very sarcastic like i have friends i have fun um whatever <laughs> that, whatever <laughs> you know who, whoever does that uh but yeah and the three of cups really being associated with, like or just the number three itself being associated with like the, the three phases of the moon, which there are actually more than three, but you know. Okay. And the and the yeah. mother maiden crone type archetype as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is fun. I think I'm getting I think I'm getting an idea. Sorry guys, I've already been shuffling, so there's shuffling noises in there now. Um and now I'm gonna make it even worse by clickety clack and type in questions um so we have the sun in cancer and the full moon in capricorn so let's start with the capricorn bits what capricorn bits that sounds capricorn bits. i know right <laughs> and i'm staring at this devil card there's just all these naked people with their bits hanging out um <laughs> i'm at, really mature look at mine uh, look at mine Look at his booty. Oh my gosh. He's like, hi. Wow. <laughs> it's like somehow, it's like round and pointed at the same time. I know. But I don't even, it's strange. It's clearly not human. I mean, this devil is like weird. He's um, kind of fabulous though. <laughs> he is fabulous. 
it is fabulous. I don't I don't know, but <laughs> completely distracted. Uh, That's what I'm here we for. We're talking about. Let's see what. trying to think of a better way to phrase this but like what work can we lay down for now essentially and because it's cancer season and the cancer car cancer this decan of cancer or whatever is the three of cups what yeah the second deck is ready to be celebrated I don't like the phrasing of these questions, but these are kind of like the ideas. Like, what is, how, or maybe like how, how can we celebrate? <laughs> Sorry, my mind's gone to the gutter again. What can we lay down for now? How can we celebrate? I mean, I can think of a way we could lay down. And... <laughs> Listen, Beltane is over. Okay, <laughs> everybody go get laid. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. saying here. Um... <laughs> never, never a bad idea. I mean, definitely include that too. I don't know if you need a tarot card for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm just gonna mute myself and hide while you finish this no come back <laughs> y'all are so distracting i really need to put the coffee down <laughs> here we'll change it set aside what work can we set aside for now how can we celebrate what we've accomplished so far and I feel like that kind of takes care of our present and our past. Uh-huh. And I kind of want to question about the future now, because we've talked so much about looking back and looking forward. Um, how how will about- taking this break rejuvenate us? Or it's a You'll- weird word. Yeah. I was thinking for the future, do we look maybe at? the Capricorn card. Ooh, the Three of Pentacles. Which is the second deck on a Capricorn where the moon would be for inspiration for our third, for our future. Because I feel like it's a future-looking, both past and future-looking card in in a sense as well. But what do I know? (laughs) You know tons, Lauren. Don't talk about yourself like that. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Yeah, I like that. The Three of Pentacles. How will resting now prepare us to, this feel, I don't know, this feels super, super specific, but like how will resting now prepare us to collaborate with others later? But I don't want to make it all about work. Mm-hmm. I kind of like want a, a word that's more general for just like relating with other people. You know what I mean? Whether that is a a work project or a social project or just like a general relationship. Um, How will resting now prepare us or help us? Sorry, one second. I think (laughs) I think I can hear a dog snoring outside of my closed office door. (laughs) Um, Which is absurd. That means they're like 15 feet away through a closed door, like snoring so loud that I can hear them with my headphones on. Um, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm trying to help as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about like relationships to others, 
um, working with others, not necessarily working with others in a career sense. Um, yeah, because like, if the second of the sun in Cancer is the three of cups, it's also very much like a celebration with others. And then the three of pentacles is like working with others. And now this feels like very relational. Um, well, with the moon, it always is, you know, in a yeah, way. Yeah, very emotional. Emotional, um, relational, maternal. Okay. Um, so maybe. Let's maybe more of looking at a little bit. the relationship of past self to future when you're looking at the three of pentacles. Oh, interesting. If you look at it from that. Like, is it the card with the three people in it being all the same person, but different versions of time? Ooh, that's interesting. And how that cycle could, I don't know, continue on. Probably going to have to edit out this last part where we're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll just delete the the silence in between and then just keep the rambling. And uh, this, is, this is what it's really like, folks. Um, but also maybe just like what in our relationships should we be celebrating and then what in our relationships should, uh, what in our relationships could use more work, I guess, um, because relationships are kind of always ever flowing in changing oh, yeah. in like the dynamics of how we relate to and with people is kind of constantly in flux and I feel like there's always something to celebrate and there's also always something that could use use more work mm -hmm. um it depends on relationship like we we're talking about uh you know to yourself to the way you see your past self your present self and the idea of what your future self will be It's always changing. Yeah. Like I, you know, I definitely have more empathy for my past self now that I'm older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where in the past, maybe I didn't feel as much empathy for mistakes, you know, and things in the past as I do now that I'm a little bit older and I understand things better. You know, the relationship to past self changes just as yeah. your relationship to the future changes as your perspective changes as you grow and learn and Ooh. that's interesting um are my ramblings helpful yeah maybe i feel like <laughs> maybe. i feel like yeah, we, maybe i feel like we can't cut too much of this because we've gone on such a journey from where we started like mm -hmm. talking about the devil to where I think we're going to end up with this spread that if we cut the stuff in the middle, people will be like, what the actual fuck? How did you get there? <laughs> um, they might still be like that anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true and <laughs> fair. Um, <laughs> but no, what you were saying about um, relationship, like to time and to yourself um made me think it's like what is my shit i lost it uh what is my relationship to my past self 
what is my relationship to my present self? What is my relationship to my future self? Like, do you look at your past self with kindness and compassion or are you hypercritical and judgment judgmental of the cringy things you you've done in your past as okay. i assume i assume for the sake of my sanity that everyone has done cringy things in their past <laughs> uh-huh. um yeah and like how how do you view yourself now here and now and same for or maybe, let's see, maybe for your future self, it's not what is your relationship to your future self, but what do you like hope to bring? Mm-hmm. How do you hope to relate to your future self? Like, where do you want to go on that journey? Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I like it. Okay. Holy smokes. All over the place with that one. <laughs> but tarot spreads aren't built in three minutes. <laughs> There you go. Rome no. wasn't built in a day. No. Neither was a stair spread. I um, mean, we came up with a lot of good questions, but it's with any type of divination. If if you're going to create a spread or if you're going to approach an astrology chart wanting to know something, you're better off to do it with clear and concise, you know, questions. If you want clear and concise answers. Yes, sure. Okay, finally have some questions. I'm gonna shuffle my little tarot deck. I'm running. I'm uh, not not running. I'm never running. I refuse to run. Um, I am working with the tin sized centennial tarot deck. So it's just like the classic um, Smithweight deck, just in a smaller size. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay. I like I like to play along silently for fun. Yeah. All right. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Going to draw a few cards just as an example reading. And honestly, it's like aside from just liking to talk about tarot cards, one of the reasons I do this is like anytime I design a spread, I will just pull some cards for it. Um, and just to see like how to do a general interpretation. And I find that it's one of the easiest ways to like test my spread, um, to make sure that the questions kind of really work. You know what I mean? Like, cause you should be able to pull any card for the prompt and be able to get something out of it. And if you like pull a card and it's just like, there's just no way that this, this relates. It's, it's not because the card is bad. It's because your question is probably not very good. <laughs> and so. That is a little bit of my thought process there. What is my relationship to my past self? Strength. Oh. What is my relationship to my present self? Knight of Cups. How do I hope to relate to my future self? The Emperor. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Um, I also just, it feels a little bit like my cards are, uh, putting me on read, but Uh, anyways, (laughs) like clear your throat. (laughs) Anyways, so relationship to my past self strength. Um, yeah, I definitely, um, dang, this is supposed to be an example reading, but I think I'm just going to read it for myself. 
uh, when I look at my past self, I certainly cringe. Um, but I try to do so with compassion because I look at my past self and with this strength card here, I recognize and acknowledge that like I did some dumb stuff and have some regrets maybe about the way I acted or the way I treated certain people. But I also recognize that there was a lot of stuff in my past that was really hard and outside of my control. Like I'm thinking specifically a lot about, you know, um, some of the circumstances around my childhood and the way that I grew up and then had to learn how to be an adult in the world on my own. And so I acknowledge that even though I wish I could have done it differently at the time, I was doing what I felt like I needed to, to survive and be sane. Um, yeah. And it required a lot of strength. And at the time I was young and I didn't have a lot of wisdom. Uh-huh. So, so there it is. Um, my present self, my relationship to my present self. I have the Knight of Cups, which <laughs> it's funny because sometimes I when I hear other people card. talk about it, they talk about Knight of Cups. They refer to it as like the fuckboy card. Uh. But <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're talking about myself, and I'm uh, I'm I'm not going through a fuckboy phase at all. I love or that. anything like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I love the Knight go... of Cups and the Nine of Cups. Um... Uh, memes are really great as well. Oh, it's the yeah. Sorry, I, I couldn't tell what you're saying. It's the night. Night. That's what I meant. I said oh, okay. Of cups, memes are really excellent as well. Yeah, I yeah. Like the, the fuck boy memes. They're <laughs> the pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say that's necessarily how I relate to myself right now. We'll go with a slightly more mature uh mature (laughs) interpretation i suppose um just the cups is like a suit about water and emotions and feelings and i definitely feel like i'm i'm kind of like in the middle of fine of being in a phase of my life where i'm learning to deal with those things (laughs) like managing emotions and acknowledging them and it's still a little bit messy. Like, this is the knight. It's not like the queen or the the king of cups. It's still a little bit sloppy. Um, but I'm showing up well to myself. And, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm making progress. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because that's very much, like, an aspect of myself that I feel like I, feel like I ignored for a long time. Or, like, you know, yeah. pressed, pressed down because I felt like I had to, to to get through whatever the the situations were in the past. Yeah. I feel like these are all pretty, just generally relatable, you know? Yeah. I feel like we all kind of have been through these phases at some point or or another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially the past. I mean, I don't know where everyone is in the present, but yeah. Yeah. How do I hope to relate to my future self? The emperor. It's like, I... Mm-hmm. want to feel in charge of myself. I want to feel confident about the way I carry myself and the way I move through the world and the way I relate to other people and myself and the hope that I lead with 
kindness and compassion, not as like an emperor in the imperial sense, but more mm-hmm. just honorable, dignified, honorable, type, leading yeah. by example. You know, it's like hope I'm treating others the way I want to be treated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's well, I don't know. If fun is like the right word. <laughs> There's a spread, and there is some yeah. cards. Yeah, so. I like. I mean, I like how you related it to yourself because even like this, you know, like the strength card and the emperor. Even you know, we all. I think we all kind of look forward or back to the past and forward to the future in very similar ways that you described in those those two cards. Regardless of where we are in the current, you know, I feel like it's it's yeah. ap- applicable to to everyone as well. Yeah, it's wild being uh-huh. human. We <laughs> we all have a different experience, but we are all on the same damn ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah. how that works. It is. Okay. Well, that was the spread. There will be a cute little graphic in the show notes and somewhere on Instagram. Maybe check out Hot Air Diviners or whatever link we've got down there when this publishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will still be on Instagram as at Fire Moon Astrology and TikTok at Fire Moon Astrology. Uh, so yes, there's yes. that as well. Yeah. Uh, one last closing announcement for me, Natasha, aka Ritual Pursuits. Um, Ritual Pursuits still exists, even though it's not the podcast name anymore. Ritual Pursuits Retail. Um, so like ritualpursuits.com or whatever. There is still a big sale going on over there. And it's really just going to last for like one more, two more days because this will come out on Tuesday. Yeah. Um yeah, a ton of stuff on sale. And then that website will be disappearing forever. That is why everything is on sale. It's because on June 30th, Ritual Pursuits will become wholesale only. So that means if you run a witchy brick and mortar business, you can purchase Ritual Pursuits stuff that I make in bulk to sell in your shop. And yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I I love doing that. I like working with other small businesses. It's simpler for me just having one place to sell stuff. I also love that doing it this way, when you purchase a Ritual Pursuits product, you get to support two businesses, basically, because you're supporting, hopefully, your local lip shop, and you're also supporting me at the same time. Um, so it's cool. It feels like a two birds with one stone kind of situation Uh and makes it so that I have less websites to update. (laughs) So that is, yeah, that's it for ritual pursuits. Um, from now on, you're only going to be hearing about hot air diviners. Uh That's right. And fire astrology. Of course. On Substack and Instagram and TikTok and the internet and everywhere that you find stuff okay, in slow the down. interwebs. <laughs> Aries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no. Anything else, Lauren? Have I forgotten? I think you listed literally everything on the internet. So I think we're. <laughs>
Okay. Yes. I think I think our minds have started to rapidly depart from our fleshly bodies. Um, <laughs> it has been a trip, a wild ride, a delight to be here with all of you. And I'll let Lauren speak for herself, but I look forward to talking to you next time. Yes. So, so do I. It'll be fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye.